Hello, listeners. You are listening to the What I'm Cooking for Dinner podcast. What I'm Cooking for Dinner is a weekly food podcast focused on simple ingredients, family cooking, and cooking on a budget. So each week I discuss the challenges of cooking for a family and how I manage to put dinner on the table every night with as little drama as possible. I talk about the mistakes that I make, recipes that work and don't work for me and why, and how I adapt ready-made products into healthy, well-balanced, and tasty meals. You can now follow When I'm Cooking for Dinner on Instagram and see all the recipes that I've been cooking. Um, We are at When I'm Cooking for Dinner. Also, if you like the podcast, please leave a review. This will enable more people to find us. All right, so let's get started talking about what we cooked for dinner last week while we were on vacation. That's why we didn't have an episode last week. So we made homemade hamburger helper, broccoli cheddar soup with dumplings, queso fundido taquitos, and chicken wrapped in ham with a sage butter sauce. Let's start with the homemade hamburger helper. Hamburger helper, if you're not familiar with it, is a box dinner kit found in the United States that's kind of like Kraft macaroni and cheese. So there's all different kinds of flavors. They have bacon cheeseburger, beef pasta, cheddar cheese melt, cheesy ranch burger. And I think I've made it once from the box and didn't really like it. And it was never something that I had as a kid. So I don't have any kind of nostalgia associated with it like I do Kraft macaroni and cheese. I'm not even really sure what comes in the box, but I'm going to assume it's pasta and a powdered sauce packet that you add after you add ground beef and some water. So for the homemade version, I used a recipe from Half Baked Harvest. And actually Half Baked Harvest is where I got all my recipes for this week. And check them out. They've got beautiful photos and really tasty sounding recipes. So here we go with the recipe. It calls for olive oil, lean ground beef, yellow onion, salt and pepper, chili powder, paprika, garlic powder, pasta, zucchini, beef broth, milk, shredded cheddar cheese, and ketchup. Now I didn't use a whole onion here because I find that the onions at the grocery store are huge. So I only end up using half of them because one would be just way too much. And then um, we also didn't use the zucchini because we don't really like zucchini. So I didn't really feel like it would add in, we would lose anything by not adding it. I think when, if I made this again, I would use something like a carrot to add some extra additional uh, nutritional value to it. So for this recipe, what you're going to do is you're going to Cook your onion and your beef in the olive oil and add your salt and pepper and then just kind of just breaking it up as it goes and browning it. Then you're going to start in all of your seasonings like the chili powder, paprika, and garlic powder. Then you're going to add your pasta and your zucchini if you're using it. Then pour in the broth and milk and then add your ketchup and stir. And I really love these pasta recipes that are these one pot recipes where you cook the pasta in the sauce. It just ends up being a lot more flavorful and also it's one less dish to, to wash at the end of the day. So after your pasta is uh, cooked to about al dente, you're gonna stir in your cheese and then cook another few minutes until it's very creamy. So I felt like this recipe left a lot to be desired when it came to flavor. And I wasn't the only one from looking at the comments who felt this way. I understand that if you're cooking a healthy version, then there's gonna be less sodium and probably less flavor, but it really was quite bland. My sauce also broke, and this could have happened for any number of reasons. And when we talk about broken sauces, it doesn't mean like the, the sauce is like bad. 
It just means that the fat separated from the water and didn't get properly emulsified. It ends up having a grainy texture, which isn't really all that appetizing. And there's several reasons why this could have happened. So one, the fat was added too quickly. If you add your fat too quickly, the emulsifying agent gets overwhelmed and can't handle that amount of fat. Uh, you can see this when, uh, with uh, adding your melted butter when you're making a hollandaise sauce. If you add too much of it at once, uh, it'll break. I don't think this was the case for this dish since the only fat is the olive oil and the fat rendered from the ground beef, and it wasn't adding any additional fat to create the sauce. Uh, another reason could be the sauce got too hot. Again, this will overwhelm the emulsifier or in the case of eggs, scramble them. And I think this may have been one of the contributors to my broken sauce, and I would be more careful with my temperatures if I made this dish again. And lastly, another reason would be keep this, you're keeping the sauce warm for too long or refrigerate it. So changes in temperature can cause the fat to separate from the water. This was not the case for this sauce as I served this immediately from the stovetop and I never put it within the fridge. And I honestly think that this was not an issue with my cooking, but an issue with the recipe. And I can see, even see from the pictures on the website that the sauce in her photos is broken. And it probably would have worked better if I had done two things. Heated the milk gently before adding and grated my own cheese. When you use pre-shredded cheese, there is an anti-caking agent added to it, and that can cause it to be gritty when making a sauce. And I do want to try making my own hamburger helper again, but I would like to change a few things from this recipe. I would use cream cheese and cheddar cheese to make it creamy. I know that would make it a little bit less healthy, but the cream cheese would also add a bit of tang, and it would reduce the milk in this case and add more broth. I would also use tomato paste and ketchup or just tomato paste for a more intense flavor. I really felt like the, the you know, ketchup in this recipe just wasn't adding enough. Next, I'd increase all the spices and add a Worcestershire sauce for more depth, or maybe even a fish sauce might help here. And then lastly, like I said, this recipe called for grated zucchini, which I think is great in theory, but I don't like zucchini, so I didn't use it. And I think I would go for a grated carrot instead, which would add a little bit of natural sweetness and some additional nutrition. All right, so next up, we have broccoli cheddar soup with dumplings. Before I start talking about this recipe, I'd just like to say I don't actually like broccoli cheddar soup. It's always gritty. The broccoli gets that kind of sulfuric smell that uh, brassicas take on when they get overcooked. I just don't like it much, but my husband likes broccoli and cheddar together, and I thought the idea of adding dumplings to the soup was a really fun one. Right, so here's the recipe. Okay, so this recipe calls for olive oil, butter, a sweet onion, carrots, fresh thyme, salt and pepper, vegetable broth, broccoli, bay leaves, milk, nutmeg, cayenne pepper, flour, baking powder, buttermilk, parmesan cheese, sage, and then sharp cheddar cheese. What you do is you're going to cook your onion first, then add your carrots and your thyme, and then you're going to pour in your broth and then add your broccoli, your bay leaves, nutmeg, and cayenne. And then cook that for about 10 to 15 minutes until your broccoli is tender. While that's cooking, you're going to make your dumplings. And in this case, uh, my husband and one of my daughters made the dumplings and they did a great job. And we didn't actually have any buttermilk, so we did the trick where you vinegar to just regular milk. And we didn't use the Parmesan cheese because it just would have been another cheese to add in here that I had to buy. And, and maybe it would have added some more flavor and been really good, but I just didn't want to spend the money on Parmesan cheese since it's pretty expensive. And then once you make those, then you're going to go back to your soup. You're going to remove the bay leaves and then you're going to blend your soup. We use an immersion blender. Um, you could use a regular blender, but that would um, just be safe when you're using a, a blender with hot uh, liquids because it can explode out. Always use a towel over the 
lid of the blender when you're doing that. I do recommend using an immersion blender though here. It'd be a little easier, um, you know, having to move things between dishes and stuff. Um, then you're going to bring the soup to a boil and then add your dumplings and you're going to get about six dumplings from this. And then you're going to cook it for about 10 minutes until your dumplings are cooked through and puffy. And then you're going to take your dumplings out and then add in your cheddar cheese until it's melted and then add the dumplings back in. Soup was fine. It was gritty and a little greasy. And I, I felt like still, again, we had nothing to really emulsify the cheese and the milk into. Um, one thing that I did really like about this soup, other than the dumplings, which were really good, was that it wasn't too heavy. So a lot of times broccoli cheddar soup can be gloopy and heavy, like a lot of dairy-based soups. This was actually rather light for a cheesy soup. I don't think I would be making this again, though, because I just don't like broccoli cheddar soup. And I think if you wanted to make a variation with this, I think some cornmeal dumplings would be really nice in place of the, just the regular flour dumplings. I think that would go very nicely with the broccoli and cheddar. All right, so next up, we have queso fundido taquitos. So queso fundido is a dish of hot melted cheese and chorizo that is often served flambéed. You can uh, find it with tomatoes and onion and chili mixed in, and it's served as an appetizer usually at parties. So Oaxaca cheese and Chihuahua cheese, which is similar to Monterey Jack, are popular in Mexico for this dish, but other cheeses are used such as mozzarella, farmer's cheese, or goat cheese. It is often confused with chili con queso, which is a Tex-Mex dish served with tortilla chips for dipping. Alright, so let's go ahead and take a look at this recipe. Alright, so calls for Mexican chorizo, and make sure that you're using Mexican chorizo and not Spanish chorizo. Mexican chorizo is soft and it crumbles up. Spanish chorizo is a hard uh, sausage. Yellow onion, sharp cheddar cheese, Monterey Jack cheese, mozzarella cheese, poblano, chipotle and chili adobo, corn tortillas, and then you add things that you want to serve along with it. Now, I used everything in this. I didn't actually make any substitutions for this for once. Um, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna cook your chorizo and onion and just make sure that you're breaking it up. It takes about 10 minutes. Then add your poblano and your chili chipotle pepper. And then you're gonna combine all your cheeses and then make sure to warm up your tortillas. You always wanna make sure that you're warming up your corn tortillas so that they're a lot more pliable. And then rub some olive oil on them. And then what you're going to do is you're going to spoon your cheese mixture in the middle of the tortilla and then put the chorizo mixture on top of that. Roll them up and put them seed side down and then bake them in the oven for about five to eight minutes. Flip them over, cook another five minutes. These were really, really yummy. I mean, it's hard to go wrong with cheese, chorizo, and tortillas. Um, I don't think I used the right tortillas for these because I used a corn and wheat flour blend and not plain corn tortillas. And flour tortillas are just not going to get as crispy as corn tortillas. You might also have some oozing of cheese, but I figure that's part of the nature of cheese. This is not going to be a clean dish to eat. I think this would be a great recipe also to use soy chorizo if you want to work on reducing your meat intake. I think it also would be a really great opportunity to add in some other uh, vegetables too. I actually ended up adding some kale to this as well that I chopped up really finely. Um, this was a huge hit with everyone, including the kids. They really liked it. So I, I highly recommend making this recipe, and I thought it was a really fun. It would be really great for a party. It would it was great for dinner, along with, like, you know, some, some vegetables. I thought it was just really yummy. All right, so next up we have the 
chicken wrapped ham with apples, carrots, and a sage butter sauce. Okay, so the original recipe is actually prosciutto apple and sage butter chicken with sago pan sauce. And oh, this recipe came out so good. And it made me feel so fancy when I made it. Um, but I, I used the recipe more as a jumping off point and I made a lot of alterations. But here's the recipe as it is on the website from Half-Baked Harvest. So you have um, chicken cutlets, salt and black pepper, apple butter, blue cheese or gouda cheese, prosciutto, shallots, garlic cloves, honey crisp apples, fresh rosemary, fresh thyme, olive oil, butter, sage, white wine, and apple cider. So this recipe has a lot of ingredients in it, um, a lot of which are expensive ingredients. And so I made a lot of alterations to this dish. Uh, so first I you know, wasn't able to find chicken cutlets, so I just bought some boneless chicken breasts and sliced them in half horizontally. Um, my packet came with three chicken breasts, so I ended up with six chicken cutlets, which is more than what the recipe called for. That's okay, I just ended up with more. I didn't use blue cheese or gouda. Um, I'm really the only person in the family that likes blue cheese a lot. And also the, the gouda that they had at the store was only smoked gouda. And I'm not a huge fan of smoked cheese. I talked about that on the, the chocolate episode. It's just not my favorite. Uh, so I ended up using the jack cheese that we had left over from the queso fundido taquitos. And it worked really well here. And then for the prosciutto, prosciutto is expensive. It's just fancy Italian ham. So I just used some regular sliced belly ham, you know, the really cheap stuff that comes in a bag. And that worked out great. And putting it under a broiler, it's gonna get crispy and delicious anyway. All right, and then um, I left out the garlic cloves. I thought I had bought garlic, I apparently had not. Everything else except for the wine and the cider we ended up using. And I don't really cook with um, alcohol. I don't really drink alcohol. And I didn't use the apple cider because it just would have been one more thing that I would have had to buy, and then I would have been left over with a lot of apple cider. And I like apple cider, but I wasn't going to go through that much apple cider in a week, and it would have been wasteful. So what I did end up doing with this dish was I added carrots to it, and I ended up changing the steps a little bit. So the original recipe calls for you to... Spread each chicken cutlet with apple butter and then top with cheese and then wrap it up with the prosciutto. I pretty much did the same thing with the cheeses that I had and the ham. And then you're going to put it in the skillet and put the shallot and the garlic and apples around the chicken and then add your uh, rosemary and your thyme and then season with salt and pepper and put it in the oven for about 15 to 20 minutes, which is what I ended up doing. And then it asks you to remove the apples from the skillet to a plate and then return the chicken to the oven and broil for one to two minutes. I didn't bother removing my apples because why? It would just been one more step um, that I just didn't really feel like I needed to do. The, the recipe originally calls for you to place a skillet with the shallots and garlic over medium heat, and then add your butter and sage, and then cook until the butter's brown and the sage is crisp, and then add it to the plate with the chicken. And this I, 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 I did kind of do. So what I did was, um, so I took my chicken out, I took the apples out, I added sliced carrots here because I wanted some more vegetables. And then I cooked all of that together um, until the carrots were mostly cooked through. And then instead of adding the wine and cider, I used better than bouillon roasted garlic um, broth. And this really helped because you know we didn't have that garlic in there. So this brought that garlic flavor 
And I really love the Better Than Bullion products. Uh, they're, to me, I, I really like using those as opposed to buying uh, boxed uh, broth. If you don't want to make your own broth, I really recommend using Better Than Bullion. They have all different kinds of flavors, both organic and low sodium, um, and just regular. Definitely recommend using that if you need to make some broth and you don't want to make your own. So I added that in and I brought it over up to a boil and then I reduced it by about half, added back my chicken and apples to bring them back up to heat. Uh, we served this with some herbed couscous. It was really, really good. Oh my gosh, I would so make this again. I was so happy with it. Um, I thought that the use of the apple butter was really nice and interesting. It kind of reminds me of when you make like apricot chicken, right? You've got that sweet mixing with the savory. And I really love the interplay of sweet and savory. I could totally see how blue cheese would be really good in this recipe. I can also see how that wine, that cider, would bring a level of acidity that would play off the richness of that prosciutto, the richness of all the butter and the apple butter and the cheese. And I think that would that would end up being very balanced. But I think that the way that I made it was actually very, very good. I think if I were to make this again, to make it even easier, I would just go ahead and add my carrots into the skillet while I cooked the chicken. And that way I wouldn't have to take that additional step of cooking the carrots separately. They could just be cooked with the chicken at the same time. Right? So everybody really, really loved this dish and I can't wait to try it. I do want to try it with... Um, the apple cider sometimes and I want to try it with some different cheeses I do want to make try it with blue cheese or maybe even brie and I want to experiment with this one a little bit more so while I was on vacation I got a few new products that I want to do some experimentation with I got some pepper plant hot sauce which is my favorite hot sauce and I can only get it in California it comes from Gilroy and it's a jalapeno and garlic based hot sauce uh, that is not as vinegar forward as a lot of hot sauces are and then I also received um, two different kinds of balsamic vinegar that I'm really excited to try out. One is an apricot balsamic vinegar and the other one is a curry balsamic vinegar. So I'm really looking forward to trying out those products in the next couple of weeks and we'll provide some insight into them and give them some reviews. So just to summarize this week, we talked about homemade hamburger helper, broccoli cheddar soup with dumplings, queso fundido taquitos, and chicken wrapped in ham with a sage butter sauce. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you like the show, please leave a review. Um, it helps listeners find us. And um, also consider following us on Instagram to see some lovely photos of the recipes that I have been making in my home.